All right, and welcome to this special series of Real Estate Fight Club. Now, this series is called What Would You Do? And it airs every Wednesday. So be sure to join us on Clubhouse on Thursday at noon where we discuss it as well. So in this case, we're going to discuss an ethics and professional standards committee scenario or case. And joining us today is Jim Camarada. Hey, Jim. Hey, how you doing, Jen? Great. Now, Jim is out of, um, he's actually a broker and he's with Keller Williams out of... Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yes, that's what I thought. All right, James. Uh, Jim, you got a good case for us today? I think we do. Yeah. Uh, it deals with Article 16, which says that realtors shall not engage in any practice or take any action inconsistent with exclusive representation or exclusive brokerage relation relationship agreements with other realtors uh, have with their clients. Mm -hmm. so, this seems like a good one. No, it is. Here's the case. <laughs> All right. A property was exclusively listed with Realtor A, who advertised it widely and invited cooperation from other realtors. The property was not sold during the term of Realtor A's listing. Okay. Uh, although both Realtor A and a Realtor B, a buyer representative, had shown the property to prospects, just did not sell. Okay. So sometime after the expiration, of Realtor A's listing, the property appeared on Realtor B's website, and shortly thereafter, the property was sold by Realtor B. So Realtor A uh, confirmed that it was listed with uh, Realtor B and then charged Realtor B and having failed to uh, respect his exclusive representation status with the client by soliciting the listing. The grievance committee re, uh, referred the complaint for hearing by a hearing panel of the professional standards committee. And upon notice to the parties, a hearing on the complaint was called with realtors A and B present. Realtor A's specific charge was that realtor B knew that the client had originally listed the property with him, realtor A, uh, and because he had discussed the property with realtor B during the term of the original listing contract that during the term, of Realtor A's listing, Realtor B had shown the property to the same individual who had now purchased the property oh. through Realtor B. And that with his knowledge, this knowledge, Realtor B's action in soliciting the listing, even after it had expired, was a violation of Article 16. That's the charge. Okay. So here's what Realtor A said before the hearing panel that when he asked for an extension of the original exclusive listing, the client told him that because of a family problem, he intended to take the property off the market for a few months, mm -hmm. but would consider relisting at a later date. So Realtor B conceded that he had known of Realtor A's exclusive listing at that time mm -hmm. uh, of the listing contract uh, when it was current and that he had known the term of the listing contract and hence knew when it had expired and that he had shown the property to the individual who eventually purchased it. However, he explained, he had no continued contact with the prospect to whom he had originally shown that property. After the expiration date of Realtor A's listing, he was approached by the buyer individual to whom he had originally shown the property and who was still actively interested in purchasing a home. In reviewing the purchaser's stated requirements and reviewing the market, uh, the property in question 
seem to correspond more closely than any other available properties. Now, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> Knowing that the original listing with Realtor A had expired some time ago, Realtor B simply called the owner to ask if the property had been relisted with Realtor A. Upon learning that Realtor A's exclusive listing had not been extended, Realtor B told the seller of his prospective buyer, solicited the listing, and obtained it. Realtor B said he saw nothing unethical in having solicited the listing when it was no longer exclusively listed with another broker and felt that Realtor A was without, without grounds for, com, uh, for complaint. Oh, damn. Um, okay. Here's what I think. I like, I think I technically agree with B, but realtor B, the one that, but I think that instead of calling the seller, I would have called the agent and I'm a little confused on like, if, because that I assume in their contract, like in our contracts, we have, um, like so many days or months or whatever after the listing ends, if one of those people that came as a result of our marketing efforts comes to buy it and it's not listed with an agent, then we're still due. But the issue is, is it is listed with an agent. I just feel like, I don't know if it's an exact ethics violation, but it feels a little slimy. Well, even in our Minnesota listing contract, it says that the seller understands, and we also have that tail. Yeah. Typically, it's about 180 days. Uh, the seller understands that seller does not have to pay broker's compensation if seller signs another valid listing contract. Which they did. After the expiration or cancellation of the contract. Except though, like, let's say if it were a completely different buyer, I'd be like, there's no problem here. Mm -hmm. There's really no problem. If it's, but it's the same buyer. And I think for me, that's what creates the issue. What do you think? You want the decision from the hearing panel? Well, I'm scared. <laughs> oh, don't be. <laughs> Okay, right. and, and this is why every decision from a professional standards hearing is kept confidential. It is never shared. Yeah. So like in the court of law, mm -hmm. you know, if there's a murder trial or whatever, you know, there's always going to be Oh, precedent. now we're comparing ethics violations to murder trials? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a court case. I understand. Uh, I'm just teasing you. I know. <laughs> uh, but you've got precedents. And yeah. with, with our hearings there are no precedents. So really? we don't know what decision was ever made in any other hearing. Why? Why? Because they wanted just the decision made just on the facts of that situation. And each situation is unique. I just think like in this situation, that buyer was that buyer was showing the property during the time that realtor a was marketing it. It's yeah. I don't know. I I'm, I don't know. It's a tough one. Well, you're going to love the decision. What did they say? 
the panel concluded that it was not the intent of Article 16 to provide any extended or continuing claim to a client by a realtor following the expiration of a listing agreement between the client and the realtor. The panel concluded- Ooh, that's a big can of worms. Mm-hmm. The panel concluded that Realtor A had not been successful in his efforts to sell the client's property and that neither the property owner nor other realtors should be foreclosed from entering into a new listing agreement to sell the property. Therefore, Realtor B was not in violation of Article 16 of the code. So they're saying that it doesn't matter who the buyer was. Right, right. There was, the contract ended. It was over. It was terminated. Yeah, like, there was I no mean, extension. But the ramifications of that are so big, right? Like if there was precedence, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know whether this was in a big town or a small town. Uh, small towns, you're less likely to have ethics violation hearings um, because they just don't report them. I was in a small uh, town one time and uh, I was on the board of directors for the association. I was like, how come there are never any hearings? Yeah. Well, we all work together and we don't want to upset one another. So we just, we just work it out among yeah, ourselves. Yeah, but that happens in big towns too. They don't want to upset anybody, but then they don't, they don't actually see anything or work it out. It just mm-hmm. like the unethical agent just gets to do whatever they want every time, you know? Well, there are, uh, situations where they're going to that that unethical agent is going to run into a wall someday yeah and it happens it yeah happens. it does but geez i mean what do you think about that i've got mixed feelings on it yeah uh, because on the one hand i value the relationships that i have with my fellow realtors yes and it is a relatively small market you know yeah and, and, uh as a former team leader, uh, one of my jobs was to recruit. So I got to know the other agents pretty well. <laughs> exactly. So I've established relationships with them. So uh, I probably just being the nice guy that I am, I probably would have called the other agent and say, Hey, you know, I did bring my client through when you had the listing, you know, how do you want to handle this? Thing? They're still in, right. Like what happened? Like even, so I cold call and even when a listing expires and I know the agent, or like whatever, right? Like I've seen the house and I knew like whatever, right? I always call that agent and be like, hey, what happened? I saw it like came off the market. But like, especially in this case, when I, if I were to have brought the buyer to their listing when it was listed, I would absolutely call that agent and be do exactly what you said. Hey, they're still interested. Are you planning on relisting it? Or do you mind if I go after it. Like, you know, what do you want to do here? Yeah. Cause sometimes they'll just be like, yeah, don't worry. Huh? Yeah, even pay you a referral fee or something. Maybe, yeah. but sometimes they don't even like, they wouldn't even ask for it because a lot I find, and this is like a whole nother topic, but so many agents will do crap for free. It makes me insane. Anyway. But yeah, that was, that was a really good one. That was hard. Now my alter ego might say, <laughs> Hey, it's just business. It's nothing personal. <laughs> yeah, except that you know that that contract 
protects, like if it was listed for sale, like if it wasn't listed with the agent, the contract does protect the first agent, you know, it's just, it is just business, but it's always like, what is right? Really? I know. I know it is what is the right thing. And, yeah. you know, with, within the Keller family, we have the Y4C two T's. Uh-huh. It's doing the right thing following yeah. that golden rule. So, yeah. Well, that's like, yeah, that's everybody. Right. But yeah. um, so if people want to read this case, they can find it at jennifermertland.com slash vault. If they um, have a question for you, want to reach out to you, give you a referral. What is the best way to get a hold of you? Jim Camerata at kw.com or 612-562-7461. Excellent. Keep it easy. Easy enough, yes. Now, we want to make sure that you don't miss any episodes, any bonus footage, and we'd love to hear from you on topics that are affecting your business. So go to our Real Estate Fight Club Facebook page and like us. And if you like this episode, please do us a favor and share it with one of your colleagues. And of course, if you have any questions for me or you're interested in learning more about EXP, feel free to message me at 513-400-1691. Thanks a lot, Jim. I really appreciate you being on. My pleasure. It's always fun doing this with you. It's so fun. (laughs) Bye. Bye.